Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, doing tonight's show with a bit of a, a raspy voice after a three-day weekend. Got a little little voice uh, issue right now, but we're going to try and power through this. This episode today, we got NFL football this week. Finally finally here, we're recording this on Labor Day Monday. We have Bucks versus the Cowboys on Thursday night to kick off the season. So I thought of ripping out an episode, breaking down 10 bold predictions. Some aren't that bold, I think, but uh, – some might be some eye openers and other people's uh, viewpoints. So I got 10 bold predictions here today that I think are going to happen in this 2021 NFL season. We'll start it off. My first one, Justin Herbert, quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. If you've tuned into any of our offseason episodes here at Beef Up Front, you know how you know how high I am on this kid. I legitimately think he will be a top five quarterback by the end of the season um, and not that far off from Patrick Mahomes. That's how good I think this kid is. I have him winning the MVP this year. I think he's in a great situation, a, a much better offensive line. you got Rayshon Slater at left tackle now. Uh, Brian Bulaga at right tackle went out and signed Corey Lindsley at center from the Packers, probably the best center in the league up there with Jason Kelsey, I think you could say. Um, so he's got a lot better line in front of him. He's got a great elite receiver in Keenan Allen, a very solid number two, Mike Williams, a uh, really good pass catching back in Austin Eckler. He's got all the tools. He can run as well. He's going to be right up there. I think he's gonna, he's really like a Josh Allen type of player, uh, the way that just he's built and everything. He doesn't rely on his legs too much, but he can use them, and he and he's very dynamic when he chooses to use them. So um, I'm very high on this kid. I think he's going to be uh, a standout player this year and win the MVP of the National Football League. Second bold prediction, we're going to go with Calvin Ridley leads the NFL in receiving yards. This isn't the boldest take, but I think as of right now, you can get him at like fourth or fifth best odds to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Previewing the NFC South, which I was doing earlier, looking at the Falcons' depth chart on the defensive side of the ball um, is a very, very poor unit. I think this is a team that's going to be trailing and is going to be thrown from behind. Um, we saw Arthur Smith in Tennessee really evolve A.J. Brown into a top 10 type of receiver, um, really rejuvenated Ryan Tannehill's career. I think Matt Ryan could have some good success under him. Last year I was beating the beating the horse all all season that Calvin Ridley would be a top or is a top 10 receiver in the league and he just kept going out there improving every week. Had to share the field with Julio so he didn't really get as much love I think and I think that was one of that's one of the main reasons why people don't view him as an elite player. But this is a guy I think could really go over 1500 to 1700 yards somewhere in there lead the NFL in receiving yards have 100-plus catches, and he's a touchdown machine too, a guy who consistently was scoring touchdowns last year. So I like Calvin Ridley to lead the NFL in receiving yards. <clears throat> Third one, you could say this is a bit of a homer pick here, but I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East um, from top to bottom. Despite all their struggles last year, I think they still might have the best roster in the NFC East. Clearly the best offensive line. I'm higher on Jalen Hurts than most. I think he's going to have a very good year, and he's really going to be able to use his legs in a dynamic fashion that we saw last year. Hopefully his, his accuracy is improved for Eagles' sake. That's that's the main thing with him, though. I think he's going to be a player who's durable, going to be able to go out there and play for you every week. Um, I'm worried about Dak Prescott's health. I don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is due for a bad year. Looking at his career, he's never really strung multiple good seasons back-to-back. That's why he's always bounced around from team to team. So. I like the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFCs. Washington's D-line is just at another level, but the Philadelphia Eagles are a top-five defensive line as well. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback. Um, 
this is really contingent on Nick Sirianni and hoping he's a good coach, a good game manager and whatnot. But I think the Eagles have a very good chance to win the NFCs, and many people are picking them to finish last. I think they're one of the surprise teams in the NFL this year. Um, I only have them go 9-8, and eight, so not that great of a year, but still, that's good enough for me to win the NFCs. Number four, sticking with the NFC East, I say Daniel Jones gets benched midway through the year. Um, I think their backup right now is Mike Glennon. You might not get anything out of playing him, but I think Daniel Jones is going to have a really poor year. Um, and it's going to reflect badly on Joe Judge for not being able to develop him. And in the eyes of the front office, they might they might just settle in and, and recognize that they just need to get a new quarterback out there um, come next offseason. They had a chance to draft Justin Fields this offseason. Um, obviously, only two years into the Jones era would kind of been a panic move, I think. But that's, that's something they could potentially regret going forward. Um, they have really good weapons on this team. I think Dave Gettleman's done a pretty good job of building up their offensive side of the ball. In terms of their weapons, I mean, you get Saquon back, you draft the kid Darius Tony in the first round, you go out and give Kenny Galladay a big contract, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. This is this is a really solid offense, weapon wise, but the offensive line is is probably the first or second worst group in the league. So I think Daniel Jones is going to really struggle this year. I um, mean, he's going to get benched, benched midway through the season. He could come back in the lineup, just uh, seeing how Mike Glennon plays. Who I'm pretty sure Glennon's a backup. Um, if not, it's some other journeyman guy that they, you might not get much out of playing playing one of them, but I think Daniel Jones is just going to be that bad this year and, and really struggle to move the football. <clears throat> Fifth bowl prediction, I say the Las Vegas Raiders make the playoffs. I believe I have them going 10-7. and seven. I think that gets them the seventh seed, so that would be the last, last wild card spot in the NFL – or, excuse me, in the AFC. Um, I'm higher on Derek Carr. I think he's, he's going to have a good year. Um, I think they're really going to be able to run the football. They kind of revamped that offensive line, but they got younger in that group. Um, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, they form a nice one-two punch at running back. Darren Waller, a very good tight end. Um, Henry Ruggs needs to step up, but you got a, a reliable slot receiver in Hunter Renfro. Uh, you went out inside Willie Sneed. This is a team that I think isn't going to be very splashy. It's not going to have a lot of big-time plays, but they're going to be a, a methodical team that takes really good care of the football, um, and they sneak in, into the playoffs, potentially saving uh, Mike Mayock's job. I think Gruden's got a few more years uh, on his leash after signing a 10-year contract, but I think this is a team that if they don't make the playoffs this year, we could see Mike Mayock out at GM. Uh, if they do squeak into that back half of the playoffs, um, it's going to be really hard to challenge for the division. Broncos are a solid team as well, but I clearly have the Chiefs and the Chargers making the playoffs. The AFC West, I think, is going to be a battle, but I think the Raiders find a way to sneak in at 10-7. and seven. Um, Six bold prediction, we're going with the Steelers, finish below 500 and miss the playoffs. I got them going 8-9. and nine. Um, A top-five defense in the league, some good some good pass catchers and Juju. Uh, Second-round pick, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson. Um, First-round rookie Najee Harris is going to be a factor in the passing game. But this team's offensive line isn't that good. And we really saw Big Ben struggle down the stretch last year. Um, so combining the poor offensive line with Big Ben struggling, um, and I don't think he's going to be able to last through the whole season and be effective. They could get out to a hot start just like last year, maybe crank out, you know, win three out of their first four games or something like that, uh, be like a three-and-one team going into week five. But then I think – he could potentially derail and go downhill just like he did last season. So I'm going to go Steelers, go eight and nine, finish below 500 and miss the playoffs. Um, number seven, I'm going to go Jerry Judy catches 90 passes this year. This is a guy who just like his teammate from our former teammate, now Philadelphia Eagle, Devontae Smith, just watching them run routes and, and like a guy like Keenan Allen, they're elite at separating. 
Uh, Devontae Adams is right up there as well. Jerry Judy is one of the top 10 run, route runners in the league already. I'm confident in saying that. Just had really struggled with drops last year. The guy's got all the talent in the world, though. If he can just focus in and hone in on that on that craft of just pl- flat out catching the football, this is a guy who gets open. He's going to be playing with a accurate, efficient quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who's not really going to throw the football down the field much. He's going to play it safe. Um, I think Judy's going to be a big-time benefactor of that. So this is a guy I think catches 90 passes and has a really good year after a not a poor rookie year, but where he struggled at times. Um, number eight. We're going to go with the Houston Texans win one game uh, over the New York Jets. I believe that's towards the latter half of the season, around like week 12 or so. The Texans, like over under on most websites, is like three and a half or four and a half. I would really strongly consider hammer, hammering that under if you want if you want to place a wager on that. Um, I'm not high on this team at all. I think they're a dumpster fire, especially with the Deshaun Watson situation. This is a team where they'll probably find a way to you know upset a team. Uh, that, that didn't see it coming and maybe get like two or three wins, but over under four and a half, I'm definitely taking that under. Um, I only have them go, winning one game, going one and set, one 16 beating the New York Jets. So um, very, very low on the Houston Texans. As many are, most people probably think they'll win two or three games. I get them only winning one go. Um, number nine, we're going with Sam Darnold proves not to be the answer at Carolina uh, and the Panthers begin a big time search for a new quarterback this all season. This is a team that had the chance to draft Mac Jones, uh, draft Justin Fields in the draft, maybe even a guy like Kellen Mon, who some people were high on, and as he went in the second round, I believe, or no, excuse me, he went in the third round. Uh, Trask went in the second round, but they had uh, options at quarterback, but they instead they traded for Darnold before the draft. Uh, I've never been high on him coming out of the draft. I think he was my fourth or fifth ranked quarterback in that class. I had Rosen above him, who obviously hasn't panned out. But I was much higher on Lamar, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, than Sam Darnold. Um, this is just a guy who's turned it over too much. But he's also never really had a good offensive line. Uh, hasn't had good pass catchers. But I think he's too turnover prone. He does step into a good situation here with some nice weapons with Christian McCaffrey, uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, rookie Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU, um, and, a, and a better offensive line. But I just don't think this guy has what it takes to be a full-time starter at, as an NFL quarterback and be that franchise guy. Um, and it sounds like Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper really wants to get really wants to get going with um, getting a franchise quarterback. So give me give me the Panthers experiment with Sam Darnold not panning out, um, and they'll be in the market for Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, one of those guys next offseason. Um, and our last bold prediction: <clears throat> we got the Saints only winning ten or ten games. Excuse me, only winning four games this year. This is a team whose over-under sits at nine right now on VegasInsiders.com. Um, I have them only winning four games. I think they lost too much this offseason, a lot of cap issues. This is a team, obviously, without Drew Brees now, you got Jameis Winston coming in. I just think their their talent base on offense isn't that strong. Very good offensive line, but Michael Thomas on the shelf right now. Um, Marcus Callaway is a, is a receiver that, that could emerge as a potential guy. But other than Alvin Kamara, the offensive weapons aren't that – aren't that great. And also on the defensive side of the ball, really lack pass rush. Had, had to let Trey Hendrickson go due to cap situation as well. I uh, really only have one reliable guy, I think, in Cam Jordan. So I think the Saints have a really bad season, only win four games, uh, and that'll put them right in the market for a quarterback in next year's draft. But that'll do it for 10 bold predictions for this upcoming 2021 NFL season. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll talk soon.